Good morning, posters. It's Friday Eve and the second hump day of 2020. Did y'all get those resolutions or goals down yet? Are you at the gym taking up space, trying to lose those pounds in one month that you gained over 10 years? If so, pace yourself. But whatever you do, keep doing it and don't give up. That's not our topic today. But what our topic is or will be is writing. Yes, I said it, writing. I know a lot of you out there that know me are probably wondering why that hasn't been the topic. I am a writer or author and all. True, but I'm also a storyteller. Kind of goes hand in hand. I have several projects I'm working on and I just added another. I believe this will be the most motivating because it's meant to do just that, not telling the details. However, I will give you a brief clip of my latest project in a few. But before we do that, let's cover a few things. I love developing and writing fiction or poetry. Why, you may ask? Well, it's fun, and I can be very creative because it's not true, right? Of course. So my imagination runs wild, literally. My book series, Ice, in case of emergencies, are based on a few characters, Chloe, a writer, and former Navy vet, no relation, Anita, an FBI agent, and Tosuedo, Anita's boss. If you haven't had the opportunity to read any of my books, they are available on Amazon under K.E. Mullins, or you can check out my Goodreads page at www.goodreads.com backslash K-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-Y. I started writing literally in junior high school. I call myself writing a memoir. I still remember my English teacher. His name was Mr. Waite. It's funny thinking of it because my co-worker's last name is the same, but no relation. However, he was instrumental in encouraging me, encouraging me to finish that book. However, I had some issues come up and it never hit bookshelves near you. So it wasn't until joining, joining the Navy that I found an interest again in poetry. I, did, I jotted down some poems, but revisited them after retiring. Hence my poem, My One Last Sense, came about and would be later selected by Howard University's online magazine, Amistad. I've continued writing fiction novels, a nonfiction piece, also busted that I performed at lip service, a spinoff from the Miami Book Fair a couple years ago got selected, and I've done several short stories. My current piece is titled 7475 Simona Drive. It's the backstory for my main character, Chloe, who is in the other novels. Remember, writing starts with an idea or thought. So if you've been thinking of writing, start jotting down those ideas, and we, and we will talk more on those next week. Okay, I'm going to read a little of the first chapter from this novel. The first chapter is entitled, Who Does That? Dusty, Dusty, Dusty Rose. We're getting married tomorrow. It's going to be a big wedding too. The lady from the next, the bed next to Chloe said, she paced about screaming the world Walter Waite's name as Chloe opened her eyes. The lady turned around and walked over to Chloe's bed. Good morning, sweetie. It's time for you to get up now. 
Chloe's eyes were wide. Who are you? I'm Linda. We're getting married tomorrow. What? Where am I? Chloe asked. The walls were white. Her gown was white. Everything not made of metal was white. Then she looked back at Linda, who was standing at her bed with only a single tooth on top and a few on the bottom. Her skin was pale except for the age spots. Linda reached to touch Chloe. No, don't do that, Chloe said. What is this place? This is the chapel, Linda said. Chloe was now sitting up in her bed. She pulled the covers back. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Linda began backing away from Chloe's bed and running. She ran out of their room. Chloe jumped from her bed and ran to the door. Where the hell am I? People were walking like, walking in a zombie-like trance down the hall. Most of them were men. There were a few females in their early 30s and older. They walked up and down the halls. She saw no kids her age. Some were muttering things Chloe couldn't understand. She walked slowly down the hall, past an open room. She could see inside because of the window in the wall. It had people seated around the table playing games. Orderlies in white coats stood behind them, others in wheelchairs. Some of the people seemed unresponsive. She walked past the room and towards a gray double door with a window. She tiptoed and stopped, looking around, trying to open it. Locked. She tried again, but was unable to crack it only a little before she heard the siren scream. Three orderlies came running. She let go and backed into the corner like a dog dodging a catcher. Where are you going? One of the orderlies asked. Home. I don't belong here. I know, dear, the first orderly said. But you can't go outside yet. Let us take you back to your room and get you some breakfast. Chloe noticed one orderly held a syringe. What's that? The female looked at the orderly point Chloe was pointing to. Oh, that's just some medicine. You can have it after you eat your breakfast. Chloe shook her head and slid along the wall toward the room and closer to the third orderly. The other two watched for a moment. No, no more shots. We're here to help you, Chloe. Please stop trying to run and just calm down. Chloe shook her head one last time and darted off between them. She nearly missed the larger orderly's grip before running past him. They chased her down the hall, dodging patients and nurses. She ran into the upcoming hallway, looking back at the three gaining ground on her, but another orderly up ahead grabbed her before she could turn around. Chloe kicked and screamed, No, no, put me down. She continued to kick and scream as she watched the other three come closer. The orderly holding her lowered her to the floor as the nurse injected her with a syringe to calm her. Chloe flailed limp in the orderly's arms. The third orderly came up behind the group with a jerk of gurney and the guys gently put Chloe on it, rolled her back to the room and placed her in the bed. Doug, the orderly that caught Chloe, asked the question, how long do you think she will be out this time? She should be out for another hour. He looked down at his watch. It's 1041 now. I think this time she'll be up for lunch. I'm actually glad she's up. She's been out for three days. I know. It had to be a shot for her waking up in this strange place, Doug said. Yep, it's hard, especially for someone so young. She's only 14. I wish we had a facility for people like her. I couldn't imagine what she was thinking when she saw all these people walking around like zombies. Doug shook his, shook his head. Me either. I'd probably freak out and try to get out too. 
Are you going to stay in here with her? Adam asked. Yeah, I think she needs to wake up with someone here next time. What did the doc have her on when she arrived? If I remember correctly, she was taking how she was given how dog. It was rough. She didn't take it well. It took at least five orderlies to hold her down for the injection. What is she here for? Adam looked at the sleeping Chloe before he answered and motioned for Doug to follow him out the room. Outside the door, he began speaking again. She was admitted for hallucinations. Hallucinating? What? She was taking drugs? They don't know. So far, the drug tests have come up negative, Adam said. So, there's no drugs in her system? That's correct, Adam said. Now, they're ruling out maybe some other factors. Like what? I'm not sure. Abuse? She's in a single-parent home. It's just her and her mom. And her, di- and her dad, Doug asked. He's in the picture, but they are divorced. I believe the charge said he visits every other weekend. Are we talking physical abuse? Doug asked. He turned to look into the room. Is she still sleeping? Adam asked. Yes. No, there were no signs of physical injury on her body, Adam said. Dr. Muhammad isn't ruling out either mental or sexual abuse due to the hallucinations. What exactly was she doing? Apparently, she was at school, running up and down the hall, screaming for no reasons. Was she being chased or something? A puzzled look covered Doug's face. No, not according to the principal. It was in between classes. He caught her in the hallway alone and asked for assistance to calm her down. Really? Well, I know you got to finish your, your rounds. I'm going to keep an eye on her a little longer. Maybe I can introduce her to an activity or a game today. Get to know her. I hope so. She definitely needs to get out of the room. I'll have another orderly cover your patients. Thanks, man. Doug went back inside and grabbed a jet magazine left by Chloe's mother and began flipping through the pages. Done. I would like to get your thoughts. DM me on Facebook at K.E. Mullins or leave a message on this podcast. More on writing is yet to come. Thanks for listening.